We are back with the Spartan Dog Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Happy holidays. Happy 4th of July weekend. Whatever day you're listening to this, listening to this, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever. I'm with my boy, West Coast Rail. How are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since we've been talking to the fans. We're glad to be back into it. I think it's a perfect time to drop it. You know, a lot's been going on. There's been a lot. I mean, yeah, it is. The transfers that I think, you know, we might be a little behind on. We won't go into it too deep, but it's definitely worth just having our opinion on. Yep. And a lot more other things. So let's jump right into it, man. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Do it. Um, first thing we got to talk about here, and I know a lot of fans who have been interacting with us on Twitter, which I appreciate you guys all for interacting, yes, sir. agreeing or disagreeing, it's still interaction. You know? Yep. So I appreciate that. We all appreciate that here. But the biggest question, you know, that I think I wanted to ask you, and I don't think it's on anyone else's mind, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. but how do you feel about the Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman leaving? Obviously, we know Peyton Thorne went to Auburn, Keon Coleman mm-hmm. went to Florida State. But just, you know, what's your idea about maybe something that we haven't heard? Or what's your idea about that? How do you feel about it just overall? Um, I'm actually okay with it. I kind of – this is – well, Peyton Thorne is who I hoped would, tra- would transfer. You know, um, I wasn't a Peyton Thorne fan um, last season at all. He didn't show me uh, enough uh, to not be in a quarterback competition coming up this year. Um, and then the, we seen him in a spring game and he really didn't impress us or he really didn't separate uh, from the competition, um, which made him, you know, want to transfer, which uh, I completely applauded him. Um, now, where he went to is a, is a whole nother story. But um, I am happy to see him leave uh, and get some fresh new blood in here. Now, Keon Coleman, um, that hurt a little bit. That stung a little bit. Um, I didn't expect Keon to um, to transfer, to be honest with you. Um, right. I thought that we did enough to keep him. I thought we kept him happy. That's what I want to say. I, I didn't think that we did anything to, to make him unhappy. Um, but he later explained in the interview that, uh, you know, his his plan was to be here for two years and then go, uh, go back down south for another two. So if that was his plan all along, uh, he followed it. Uh, can't do nothing but, you know, root for the kid. I don't have no... No ill will, no no hate in my heart for Keon Coleman. He came here, gave it all he had, and uh, you know Florida State got a dog. So, but uh, I do got to ask you, man, how do you feel about Payne throwing Keon Coleman leaving? So yeah, besides like, I'm I'm gonna try to say something that like not a lot of people have said mm-hmm. about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like you know. Because you know how I, I think you kind of know behind the scenes how I feel about Peyton Thorne and everything else. You know, I think that, you know, the black and white of it, you know, I do feel like he kind of walked into another disaster. I think it, it, Michigan State was comfortable for him. But I also feel like, you know, differently just towards Michigan State for us, I think it's a good thing. And I think it's it's being understated in a way how Mel Tucker and the coaching staff went about it. So, like mm. – when, when Peyton Thorne was here and, like, he took Rocky Lombardi's job or it was up for grabs and Peyton Thorne took it, Mel Tucker was still unsure about him, obviously, because he brought in Anthony Russo. Right. And, and he obviously was unsure. He, he felt like Peyton Thorne needed to push. And we all were behind Peyton Thorne. I think it's safe to say that, you know, Peyton Thorne had a better, like, you know, hidden show out than Noah Kim has had. You know, where Peyton Thorne got in the game in garbage time and we were like, man, this guy actually looks really, really good. 
And, you know, he was poised to be the guy. And I just think we brought in Russo. And I just think it's very telling how Peyton Thorne leaves. I mean, this is a guy that was about to break MSU records. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah, he was like another guy. Like For Michigan State standards, that was a pretty big quarterback for us. And mm-hmm. I think Mel Tucker, really, it's very telling that he left and we didn't get a backup quarterback at all, like nobody. And it's mm-hmm. not just even that because, like, if Noah Kim gets hurt, Caden Hauser has to come in. And hopefully he's ready, you know, hopefully he's ready to come in. But even if Noah Kim gets hurt and injuries are a thing at Michigan State, and I think mm-hmm. that understands that. Yeah. So I think Kate, Noah Kim goes down and then Caden House has to play. We have no other quarterbacks coming in. You know what I mean? Mm. Sam Leavitt's not ready. So I just think it's very telling that he was just willing to not look for a quarterback, pay and throw in leaves, and he was like, okay, perfect. It's almost like he was waiting for that to happen. Like, you know what, perfect. Now let's move on. So I, right. I, honestly, for me, I, I just think it's just a wait and see. You know, I think both quarterbacks are honestly a, a big have their advantages. I think they both mm-hmm. have ups and downs. So for me, I just think I'm, I'm happy for something new. If the team wasn't right. behind them, you know, I, I'm happy. For, I'm excited to see what happens now. You know. Oh, of course. I think this is uh, this to me is probably um, me being the most excited to to see a quarterback, a new a new quarterback, uh, commanding the huddle at Michigan State. Um, I do think that Noah Kim, uh, Noah Kim can do it. You know, I I, I think that uh, at the time, the small sample size that we got to see Noah Kim, he flourished, whether it be uh, a couple of games during the season, during garbage time, or during the spring game when he threw the touchdown to Antonio Gates Jr. Um, Just those little small sample sizes gives me hope that he can produce more all he needs is playing time to to showcase his skills. I think that Jay Johnson is uh, the right uh, offensive coordinator for the job too to to get the most out of Noah Kim. This offense kind of fits Noah Kim too. Yeah, and I think it fits a QB. And I'm not I'm not a scout, like I'm not an analyst or anything like that. But I do watch a lot of football, and I just think that it fits. I think Peyton Thorne's problem was, like, he had a favorite. I always said that back in the day. Mm. Like, Peyton Thorne would have a favorite. He would always stick to that guy. I think we're honestly going to look better having a QB who can make multiple reads, who's on point with everybody. Like, he's willing – he wants to create space. He's willing to create plays. He's not just going to run it. He's going to try to get it to guys. So, I'm, I'm excited for either one of them. I think, you know, Noah Kim shows what we've seen from Noah Kim. He gives us more to see. We actually have more in our minds about what he can do. And I think, obviously, you know, the people have been high on Caden Hauser. They say he's a leader. Yep. You know, I've been big on him. I think, you know, if everyone's saying he's talented, I would, I, you know, I want to see him eventually. But I think Michigan State feels they're in a comfortable position. I, I just I, I just couldn't imagine Mel being like, you know, I'm not confident in these guys and not getting one quarterback, even if he knows he's not going to play. Like, even Mel just saw, you know, like someone who can throw the ball in case somebody gets hurt. Right. I just of think course. he's very confident. In them, and I don't think a lot of analysts, you know, talk about it, especially the guys who are big for Michigan State. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems like it's like a handicap for us that Thorne's gone. And I'm like, I mean, Tucker's not acting like it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But no, I don't think that. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I, I I see it as a plus. Absolutely. I mean, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Last year, Peyton Thorne had an okay season, in my opinion. You know, he threw for two thousand six hundred seventy nine yards. Completed 62.5% of his passes, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Now, I would love for those interceptions to be single digits, but, you know, that was the type of year that Payton Thorne was having. Um, 
So I do like to see uh, uh, something new. Noah Kim is something new or Kane Hauser, uh, either one. Um, but I do want to get into, before we move on to the next topic, uh, Payne Thorne at Auburn. How do you like it? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't like it at all. I think that Payne Thorne should have went to the MAC where he would have flourished. I think that he's going to struggle even worse. He's going to look even worse at Auburn than he did at Michigan State last year. So um, I don't know if Auburn thought that they got a, a gym. But trust and believe, if, if Auburn cannot run the ball, I'm um, sorry, Payne Thorne cannot take over a game and win you a game. That's just not his strong set. So, uh, yeah, I just got to get it. I got to get it from you, man. How, how do you feel about Auburn and Payne Thorne? I just think – I think it was just, you know, a change of scenery for Thorne. I think the SEC is very – it's a shiny new toy. You get to go there. You want to go there. And I think that, you know, that's what he, that's what he did. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy for him taking the risk. I hope it works out for him. I hope he succeeds at that position. And, you know, whatever happens, I don't think he will. But at the end of the day for me, I'm happy that he's not at Michigan State for both sides. I think that he was stuck in his ways and we were – we were trying to move on. It's a good time to move on. It gives Mel Tucker flexibility. It gives him time. To, it gives him time and makes fans understand that it's going to be take us time to get where we think we should be. And I think with Thorne, right. it was very distracting because he's a senior. He's he's an older guy, not a senior, but a very older guy. And when when you have your when your CEO is an older guy, you know it's harder to convince everyone else that it's a growing process. But when your QB's young, like everyone else, everyone can buy in, like, okay, we have a young team. But I just think it was hard to have him there, and I just think now it's easier. Now what happens with him at Auburn, I just think he, you know, <laughs> they got to play Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Tell them. So I just think, you know, that's, that's that. Brutal. Right there. Brutal. You know what Brutal. I mean? He never really did much against Ohio State for us. So, I, you know, I wish nope. the best for him. And, you know – yeah, I wish the best. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can say. That is all you can say. I wish the best for him. We we know what's going to happen. I don't need no crystal balls to tell me exactly how it's going to go at Auburn. Now, he might shock the world and do something crazy, but from what we've seen, it's just not, this is not what we project. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I think he's going to struggle at Auburn. I don't know. Uh, and, and you even tweeted out, you know, that uh, jokingly, you know, how do you leave a quarterback competition at Michigan State to to go to Auburn just to land into another quarterback competition. So uh, I think that was pretty funny. So I'm just like, I mean, if that's the case, if you left Michigan State because of a QB competition to go to Auburn thinking that you're going to start automatically and then end up in another QB uh, competition, that says something about you, right? Oh, yeah. And look, <laughs> I – all I can say for Thorne is because I got I think we all I think a lot of people didn't want him and it wasn't you know we he gave us good moments like I will say Payton right. gave us great moments oh yeah no hard feelings so I just think both sides nah. the other side looked shiny to shiny to both sides like you know what I mean like the other side looked very good at Thorne like he said to himself like Al- Auburn has things that came and compete with, Michigan State came and compete with so that's 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 good for Thorne and Michigan State feels that you know we have quarterbacks that do things that Thorne isn't capable of doing because we've seen right. everyone. So I'm just like, we both got what we wanted and I'll keep an eye out on Thorne, you know, for sure. I'll keep an yep. eye out on this season. I want I want to see how I want him to end up in Madden or something. Mm. You know? I think, you know, I want to see him, I want to see him be okay. But like, as far as Michigan state now, 
my thing is, who do you, it sounds like you think Noah Kim's going to be the starter. Is that who you are predicting to be Michigan State's starting quarterback for next year then? Yes, just for now. I do project that Noah Kim will be the starter. I, but for all you Ken Hauser fans, uh, I want to say that I could see for the first couple games, first two games, I could see them splitting reps in the game, in the actual game. You know, one person takes over the first half, the other person takes over the second half, just to see because, you know, you do want to see what Ken Hauser has. You want to see if he can live up to this hype that, you know, that we have bestowed upon him uh, through his recruiting and whatnot and and seeing him uh, be a finalist in the Elite 11 uh, and everything like that. So, I definitely want to see uh, Ken Hauser play uh, next season. Just a, just give me a sample size, kind of like how Noah Kim got his sample size last year. I want to see the same for Ken. Um, and um, yeah, but but Noah Kim, in my opinion, just because of what happened last year, some playing time under his belt, and I think that that's going to be key in actually getting him ready for the for the season. You know, no, so that's yeah. all. That's all. It's it's just that playing time. I know that they just don't want to put Cat Hauser out there with no playing time, no experience, and just say, hey, go win in some games. You know, uh, I know that our over and under for next season is probably like six and a half, but I believe it should – I know we're going to – I believe we're going to win more, but that's that's for a whole nother topic later on in the show. But I think that Noah Kim gives us that, gives us that opportunity to win more games, you know? Yeah, and I agree. And my only my only twist to that is I got into a lot of I got into an argument with a lot of people on Twitter about it, and I wish I remembered their names. Mm-hmm. But um, you know they had good points. But my only thing about it is like I I want Michigan State for once to embrace a four star guy. I just think, I think uh, and I'm not trying to say he should beat Noah Kim. If Noah Kim's better, I agree with everyone. Noah Kim should start. If Noah Kim is better, he should start. I just want to lay that out there right now. Mm-hmm. But if it gets to the point where they're both equally talented, like, okay, like Noah Kim has been in the system for about a good three years. Yeah. And has been there for two years. And if they're both equal, like, okay, like they're both this pretty good. They like Noah Kim's faster, but Kane house is more accurate. Mm-hmm. Noah Kim is this, but Kate house is that. And it comes to where they're even. I, I personally think that you have to take the future now because in the world of NIL, all it takes uh, is for one coach, even if, even if Noah Kim has an okay year, you got to look at it. It's like, can he continue this? Like, will he will he be good because he's a shock and all? Like, okay, we didn't expect him to do this. We didn't get the scouting report on this guy. Or right. we really think, like, okay, he can develop to be the guy because in the world of NIL, somebody's going to be like, okay, Kaden Hauser, how long are you going to sit? Yeah. This dude, has, this dude has one more year. You've been waiting your time. He was never supposed to work out. When are you going to have your time? We want you over here. You could play right here, right now. Even if they're lying, my fear is that we'll never get to see it. And I'm just like, I the mm. eleven finalists. Everybody's saying he has the talent, so I'm just like, I just that's all I like. I kind of agree with you. I just want to see that for once. Where I'm like, okay, like I don't want to never know. You know, I don't right. want to go to like right, Western so. or Minnesota and be decent, and we never know how he was here. You know, I don't, right. but I do right. agree that Noah can. I agree with you though. You're right. Uh Ken Hauser, I believe you're right. You're absolutely right. He's a four star. He was beloved as a as a recruit, as we were recruiting him. Um and yeah, you're right. I do want to see 
what a what a four star recruit looks like starting for Michigan State Spartans. You know, um, we are the king of the three stars. Uh, no, no, no disrespect to any of those three stars. Um, but you're right. I would like to see that because that would bring in more four to five star quarterbacks if they just see what it looks like for one of them to be a starter at Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it can only bring in – it can only help us in recruiting. You know what I'm saying? We get Noah Kim in there, uh, which is fine, but you better pray or you better – you know what I'm saying? You better promise, Ken Hauser, that you will start next year. Like, no questions asked. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening. To be honest with you, if Noah Kim does start, and I mean the whole season, the rest of the season just starts, I don't know. That offseason is going to be scary because – I don't think he's saying, bro. I don't, I don't think, think so either. I wouldn't. I, I truly – and that's what I, I don't think Michigan State fans understand. It's like, bro, because we have Sam Leavitt, we have Caden Hauser, and then we have Noah Kim. And Noah Kim still has, what, two more years he could play? And if he's good that, – my, that's, my, that's my thing is what people have to understand. If he's okay, that's different than being good because okay will survive you one year. He could be okay this year and get and win eight games. That's the thing. He can win eight games and be okay this year. But like next year, once people really have the scouting report and are like, okay, we know how to beat this guy, is he going to be consistently good? And that's my fear. Cause I think this yeah. year he's a new toy. No one knows how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's first year is their best year or worst year. True. True. So like, I'm just like, okay, like, but. I I agree with you. I don't, I'm I'm worried that Caden Hauser like would leave, and I'm not trying to judge the man's preference or like act like I know anything. I have any intel. It's just the common word of college football, where it's like, bro, like how long will I wait? Like our record's not even good enough to wait. I feel like I should be starting. Like he had to wait since high school to play. You know, he's been he's been battling for jobs since high school. I just I think like, bro, yeah. I'm concerned yeah. about it a little bit for the next year. That's why I think I, I don't think Noah Kim should have like a breakout year. I'm just saying, like, if he's okay and like we're all excited about him being okay, I'm like, okay, that that's good. Like, if he's okay and when does eight games, our offensive line's good, our running backs are good, you know, mm-hmm. a hidden gym receiver breaks out to where it's like, bro, like they just no one had him on the scouting report, no one knew he was that good. <laughs> you know what Which, I mean? Which is which is something I believe might be happening. It might happen next season. You know what I'm saying? It might happen. I think yeah. I think that's the best we're gonna get from next year. Is like because no one knows what when they think Carter's gonna do. No nope. one knows what Mangum's gonna do at running back. Our nope. defense is gonna be totally different. And I have a very big plot twist with defense. And I'm surprised no one's talking about. But I'll mention it when we get to the defense. But for me, no one came. I just I think it, it's important how he plays next year. Okay. Not just winning. Okay. But like how you win next year. I hope they do that. I hope they do what Michigan did, and I, I hate referencing anything Michigan. Uh, but when they had JJ McCarthy and uh, Kay Backerman, uh split time, I, I, I kind of want them to do that with Noah Kim and Kattenhauser. I really want them to. I agree. Split I agree. Time and just see because it's. I know what. I much rather be a because this season is is kind of a wash. No one expects us to do too much at all. So if this season is, to everyone else outside of Michigan State is supposed to be a wash, why not split time with quarterbacks? You know what I'm saying, and just give them both the playing time. You know, because like hurt nothing. You know, I don't think Noah Kim's going anywhere, but but Hauser is the, is the is the quarterback who you have to worry about leaving. So in my mind, I'm going to get him playing time because I don't want him to. I don't want him to leave. I mean, 
he could still leave me, even if you do. But I would much rather just, you know, feel better. I would feel better if I would give him the playing time too, you know? Right, and I, and I would do that in the two first two games. Like, first two games, split it, and then by Washington, watch tape and make your decision because I'm like – and I, I hope they do that because that's the big plot twist. Like, I, he's either going to start, obviously, Noah Kim, or they're going to split times in the, in the halves. And I'm very curious to see how that goes. And I hope they do the Michigan thing because, I, I mean, a lot of schools do it. So, I, I'm very curious to see. Obviously, no one knows right now, but, like, I'm – I'm I'm not as like I try not to be as black as white as like it, it, it can seem like it's not just Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser it's Noah Kim or Kaden Hauser and Noah Kim has to stick to the wall you know what I mean it can't just be a one hit wonder this year right it, has to be, it sticks to the wall and if we lose Noah Kim not not if we lose Kaden Hauser Noah Kim's that good <sighs> over to over you know to overplay that loss of thought of like what what could have been right but. You know, that wraps up the QBs. I mean, really, like we were saying, like pretty much we're going to have to wait and see. I think both of us are on the same page of we would like to have them split time. But the biggest thing now is defense. I'm going to let you talk first about it because, like, I have one thing that's the key for the defense. And I'm just curious to see what you have to say about the defense. Like, how good do you think our defense should be next year? Uh, I think our defense should be – I wouldn't. Oh, you know, it's hard to say how. You know, it is hard to say how good I expect them to be because <laughs> they haven't been. They haven't been that good to me. You know what I'm saying? So um, I do think that they should get a little bit better. We'll see. You know, to be honest with you, um, Scotty Hazelton. It really does. I think this is the this is the year of Scotty Hazelton. Um, because you can have so much talent there on the on the field, but if they don't know what to do, you know what what else can we do? But there are some key guys that I'm that I'm uh, hoping for you know great seasons from like Kyle Holiday, Jacoby Winman is uh, coming back. Aaron, uh, we got Alex Van Summeren, Derek Harmon, you know Simeon Barrow. We also have the freshmen, incoming freshmen like By Job, Andrew DePape, Jordan Hall. Jalen Thompson, you know, we, we got some dogs, I believe, you know, in our secondary. But our secondary is the question mark for me. Uh, Whether they get Xavier Henderson leaving, um, who's going to fill that gap? We, we believe that Snow can fill that gap. I have but, uh, all right. All right, let's go. What is it? What you got? His name is Jim Salgado. Oh, Jim and Salgado. Want, and I want Spartan fans to remember this name. So I'm going to tell you guys something. He's a coach. He was a coach for the Buffalo Bills. He was a Nichols coach, he was a safeties coach, and then he was a defensive assistant for the Buffalo Bills from 2017 to, I believe, 2022. So okay. he was there all their good years. Right. He's cornerbacks coach now. So I was watching his interview, and he was saying that he wants to he, – he, think about that. Like, I think about it like this. He had to practice against Josh Allen all week. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that he – and then he – like, the Bills were competing at a high level, too. Like, the Bills weren't like the Jacksonville Jaguars. No offense to any Jaguars fans, but, like, it wasn't – they weren't the Jaguars who were, like, you know, not competitive. It was, right. it was somebody, like – it was somebody at the Bills who were competing for AFC Championship. Year by year. So, like, he was game-planning against guys like Mahomes, guys like, you know, Herbert. He was game planning against mm-hmm. the elite quarterbacks on a consistent basis. So I think having him as our new cornerbacks coach 
is going to pay dividends. I do. I really do. I think he's going to simplify things. I think he's going to do things that Harlan Barnett couldn't. I think Harlan Barnett was good in the D'Antonio era. And I think a lot of people, you know, not, I don't think anyone really cares too much. Not, no offense to him. I don't think anyone cares too much about him now. Like, if he were to get fired, Michigan State wouldn't rally for him like we did the first time he left. Right. You know, but I do think it's good to have someone new in the room that's like, okay, like, Barnett's a relationship guy, but Salgado is the X's and O's guys who can make adjustments. Like, I feel like our defense would be lost to where our safeties, we played man-to-man. If we couldn't stop them, we couldn't stop them. I think right. Salgado is at least going to give us a fighting chance. Like I guess I, I think against Penix, we'll look a lot better this year. Okay. I'll, I'll die on that, but I do think Jim Salgado is a great hire from Mel Tucker as cornerback coach, and, and it's going to pay dividends. Like when's I'm, the last time we've had a real cornerbacks coach here? Besides, like we had Hayes here. What was our last real uh, coach that actually coached cornerbacks and backfield players with a notable resume? Like, I can't think of our last notable. And, and Barnett's not bad, but he failed at Florida State, and I just think his game plan got a little outdated. Like, I think his strategy's outdated, clearly. Like, it didn't work at Florida State, and it's not working here at all. Yeah, right. I agree with you. Um, but I do want to know, like, who is who is a um, a secondary guy that you who you looking for to, to take over that Xavier Henderson role? So I, that's the thing I don't know, but it might be good because I've heard Spencer's mm. really good. This, the Spencer guy's good, but I, I think it's going to be good because I don't know who's going to take any backfield spots, but I'd like it because whoever does take it isn't going to be experimental anymore. Like, I feel like we had a lot of experimental projects mm. that you couldn't move forward with. Like EJ Speed, you had to just put him back there, and if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. Now I think guys are developed to where now, if you ask me next year, I'll have a name, but I think there's going to be so many new names who were just in the development line. Like they have to gain the weight. They have to learn the playbook. Mm -hmm. I think now we're going to actually start to see guys are going to be homegrown names and like, it's going to be new. Like I haven't, everyone says Spencer's supposed to be good, but I've never seen him. Mangum got pretty hurt after that first game he played or second. I don't know how many games he got pretty banged up and was done. Um, I've heard a lot about um we got Angelo you know, Gross going, yeah, Willie Willie 80, yeah. Gross. I heard Gross has gotten better. I know I feel like Chuck Brantley's gonna be get better, and I feel like he's gonna benefit from Jim Salgado a lot. Yep. I just think and cause he's a Nichols coach. That's another thing I want to say too, is Salgado fits Mel Tucker's scheme. Mel Tucker runs a lot of nickel formations, and I think that Salgado being a Nichols coach is gonna help him put the safeties in better positions to win against good quarterbacks. Like, if we're getting picked apart, he's going to say, okay, I, this is what we should do. You know, I, I just think we're going to see better guys in there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Salgado's call. Like, he, Mel Tucker gave him the keys to the cornerbacks. He said, like, I get to pick. I don't want to know who's good. I don't want to know who's bad. I just want you to let me make a, make a call myself. Let me let, make a decision myself. So I'm very excited to see. And I think we're going to have a chance to see new names and – kind of see the, the experimental projects wash away and start to see guys that we've saw recruited play, you know? Right, right. I'm definitely with that. Now, uh, I'm definitely with that because that's what we need. Uh, and that's that's, gonna, that's what's going to set us apart in this, fo- in this whole wins and loss. Is did our defense improve? Me and you feel pretty confident that offense, regardless of who's starting that quarterback, 
will be fairly good. I mean, we have some key weapons coming back, even on offense, you know, from Malik Carr, uh, uh, running backs. Nathan Carter, and we have a great offensive line. That's the biggest thing. Our offensive line, I think, is ready. That's that's, that's it. it. That's it. The offensive line. So, and you know, we we you know we got some camaraderie. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think the offense is going to be very explosive. Um, and the defense is going to. In my opinion, I think they should improve. Like you said, I'm glad you glad that there's no real like secondary leader, and everybody else has to. Basically, we're going to have to see. We're going to see who is the leader out there. It's going to be who who performs the best. Uh, I do that. There's going to be a. Um, uh, a, a guy that that does show out. I hope you know. Me and you, our guy is Chuck, Chuck Brantley. I love Brantley. I think he's a little wild as far as like he, you know, he he leads with his head a little bit too much for me. But I love his toughness as a quarterback, as, as a cornerback. That is. Yeah, I like Chuck. I think I think he's an NFL guy. Whether it's fourth round, fifth round, I think he's a guy that that he'll make the league big time. I um. I'm just curious to see him under an NFL coach. Like, I'm very curious to see how our backfield looks because, like, this this truly is the first time we're going to have an experienced coach with a real resume come back and be like, you know, like, I'm going to coach these cornerbacks and get them right. I'm just curious to see who he feels is our starter because I feel like Mel kind of put his hands up and said, you know, maybe I tried it my way. Let me, let me get somebody with NFL experience here. That people talk. Like, Mel has a good NFL connection. And that's what got EJ Speed, not EJ Speed, Amir Speed drafted. Amir Speed got Amir, drafted yep. because of that, that NFL pipeline that Mel Tucker has, and the Patriots like it. Mm-hmm. So I just think, like, you know, getting Salgado, I think I would hope he could be like, I see the talent in you. We got to control it. We got you got to know where you're going. Everyone needs to know where they got to be. I'm I'm excited to see how it looks. If it doesn't work this year, if it doesn't look any better this year, then it never will. Like, right. It's just I agree. Wrong. Like it's something wrong with our scheme. Yep, has like to be. It, it has to because like we we ever have, have an NFL coach who coached three different positions as our cornerbacks coach, which is a very good steal. I think we should you know we should look somewhat better on defense in the backfield because that's the most important part. Like we can we can talk about our line all we want, but like defensive line in college football it matters. It does, but like there's quick release quarterbacks now too. The offensive game has changed where like quick release offenses are there drop back shotgun throw a deep deep ball downfield quickly and if their cornerbacks can't get there they can't get there so i just gotta hope we our guys are in the right spot you know what i mean yep that's right all right so so uh next let's get to the next topic and that is our now uh recently the the most uh up-to-date news is that uh three-star quarterback henry hasselback uh Son of Matt Hasselbeck, uh, former champion, former NFL Super Bowl champion uh, with the Seattle Seahawks, right? Yeah. So uh, um, his son will has committed to Michigan State. Um, now, that's not the, the you know, the, I think that uh, I think that's good for everybody. I think that's good. Uh, quarterback like Henry Hasselbeck, uh, who was committed to Maryland to play lacrosse, but decommitted from Maryland and said, Hey, I want to play football at, at Michigan state. So, um, I think that was a good win for, uh, for Mel Tucker. Um, 
I think that we're gonna have some dogs. I mean, there's some there's some dudes that uh that have committed, like uh, Anthony Anthony Carey, right? Oh yeah, he's yes, Scooter or Scoop. Yep. Yep. Scooter Carey. Yep. Yeah, that I'm running back. Four star running back. Everything I'm always precautious about. I mean, I think he's staying. He, I think he, he's he's not going. He's not leaving our class. But I think like. I, I like the class because we're building more from the bottom, but I, I do want to see how how many top guys we can get. You know what I, I mean? agree. I, I agree. like how we're getting some more three star guys. I'm, I actually really like how we're building guys that are going to stay and be projects. Like I think projects are vital for mm-hmm. the team. Like Iowa is built off of projects, like guys that take time to build and by their junior senior year, they're NFL draft picks. Yep. I just think that that's good. But I, I you know. I'm not eager for it right now. I think I, I just, you know, I do want to see what top, you know, guys, especially on defense, we can get. Because if we can add two more good guys who are high four-star guys, I think our defense can start really start getting better. Uh-huh. I just I just want to see, you know, a few more big guys. I don't think Stone's going to come here. No, nah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't have any intel at all, nah. you guys. I'm just making an educated guess here where I'm just like, you know, he, he's a young kid. He has a lot of choices to make. I just think, you know, he's basking in that attention, which he deserves it all. Right. But I agree. I, just I think, think, yeah. I think that if we, if we did land a player like Stone, um, I think it's a rental. I think he'd be just like Keon Coleman. Be here for two years and then go back down south to Oklahoma or wherever. And, you know, you, people don't understand this or why, why certain players come here. And let me just tell you, we won an award last year for the NIL. So, in my opinion, we have the best NIL in the Big Ten set up. So, if players from the South don't necessarily want to stay in the South, they want to come up here to the Big Ten, Michigan State is the best school for you to earn the most money. Uh, yeah, I mean, hell, look at Matty Sissoku. Uh, his NIL, he built schools and whatnot back in Africa. I mean, really do get money here at Michigan State. You know, I, I, and money talks. You know what I'm saying? Right now, um, I just seen that Nick Nick Marsh seems to be the four-star wide receiver uh, that is uh, in Michigan right now. Seems to be the favorite to be a, a Michigan State commit um, after being rumored 100% for uh, Penn State. Uh, now, with that being said, we had some Penn State uh, – analysts get on YouTube and say it was because of NIL. And I'm like, that's absolutely true, in my opinion, because hey, we do have the best NIL. So when we get these big time kids in the South, I do kind of look at a lot of them as rentals, just for them to get their pockets up and then go ahead and uh, go back down South. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm just happy to see talent come to Michigan State, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm honestly, and that's why I'm not too pressed about recruiting this year. It does matter, but like defensively, we have a lot of high star caliber guys. We have a former five star guy on our D line, and we have Ben Summerin. We have a lot of guys who are high caliber dudes who are good. So I mean, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. We have Adelaide that that's the five star I'm referring to, the guy from A and M who transferred here. Yep. we have good guys here on our line. That's why I'm not too eager on defense. Like it's either going to work or it's not offensively it's either going to work or it's going to be a growing process. And so I, I just, I'm, I'm, I think Mel will have it under control. I've trusted him up till now with it. I think, I think 
he'll make sure we get somebody or we'll get a, a I don't know, transfers the next year. I just, I think he has it under control. That's why I just I just sit back and relax because like once February comes, early recruiting day or every, every you know that time comes around, he handles it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's slow right now. That's that's one of the things that I wanted to you know get to as well is that this recruiting uh, season has been pretty slow. I mean, right now I believe we only have ten commits right now. Um, so there, I mean, it's it's. It's coming around. I believe it's going to pick back up, especially during the season. So I do believe we need to win a couple of big games in order for us to really, you know, get those big, big time recruits, you know, here and committed to us. Um, but yeah, so far, so far it's been okay. I mean, um, rumored has it that uh, Jason Brown, the uh, four-star uh, running back out of Seattle, Washington, um, his only his only official visit this summer was to Michigan State, so that has a lot. Can get well, we already got Scooter. If we can get Scooter and Jason Brown committed, two four star, two highly recruited four star running backs here, that says a lot. Because I'm telling you right now, any quarterback that we uh, that we put out there on that field, if we cannot run the football, I believe it's a detriment. I love to see our quarterbacks flourish when we can run the ball. If we can run the ball effectively, we will be able to play action pass. Everything will be open for us. You know what I'm saying? We can be very dynamic. So I'm I'm looking at the offensive line. If the offensive line can create the holes for these running backs to get through, or just have a running back that's just just as dynamic as Kenneth Kenneth Walker was, uh, then we have a we have something here at Michigan State. Um and I believe that those two, if, if Jason Brown is 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 going to commit to us, which I, I I do I do believe he is, if he does, that is clearly the the Kenneth Walker effect, uh, and we're I believe we're going to be you know getting some pretty highly recruited running backs from here on out, as long as Mel Tucker is still the head coach, you know. Yeah, and you know, this year is going to matter. Like if Nathan Carter can break out, it's going it's to be a domino effect. Like and a lot of things matter this year, and that will lead us into our next topic. Our last one, um, but Nathan Carter's performance is gonna. It, it's all a domino effect. The offensive line is gonna make Nathan Carter look better, right? Make Noah Kim look better, yeah. Are better, so like the, it starts with the offensive line. Everyone says it. Everyone knows it. But I do think it's our time now. A lot of people have been uh, skeptical on Chris K, Coach K, but I just I think that he's. I think he's not. I don't think he's bad. I think guys got better. Like, Geno Vandermark looked good when he played late in the year. Mm-hmm. And I think he was young. Now he's actually built and ready. That's a Mel Tucker recruit, and he looks really good. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, we got to give it some time. And I think this year is the time. We're deeper than ever on the line. We're, everyone's ready to go. No one's really, like, there's no more old school guys who aren't supposed to be here. So I, I just think, you know. Right. Um, it's a matter for the running backs. It, it, it's going to help them out, I would and- hope. And I remember you saying to me that uh, guys that are coming in here now, now you're going to see the effect of Mel Tucker. Now we're getting the majority. Matter of fact, I believe 90% of uh, D'Antonio guys are out of there. And now you're going to see nothing more, more than likely nothing but uh, Mel Tucker guys out there. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's exciting too. Like the offensive line, like there was just a lot of guys who had to play, that were just that just it didn't fit what Mel Tucker wanted them to do, even if they tried. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's just like, you know, like, it, 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 look, the fact that Mallory, and I, we all like Deshaun Mallory and stuff. Right, I did. Guys that we thought were good weren't good enough for Mel Tucker. And that's why I'm like, wow. So, like, hopefully these guys here now are, like, tanks. That's why, I, that's why I'm so high on our D-line. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, Deshaun Mallory was a pretty good defensive lineman. Jeff Bertowski was a pretty good defensive lineman. But, uh-huh. like, either you told him he's not gonna, he's not that guy or, like, somebody tampered for these dudes. But I don't think anyone was tampering for Jeff Bertowski. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so either. I, I think, you know, and that's what makes me excited for it. It's like, I think he's like, you know, his guys are there and they're, and they're all high recruited guys. Like, high-ranked guys. Like, man, Summerlin was recruited by every big school you can name. Michigan, mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia, all the guys wanted Van Summerlin, the defensive tackle, by Joe, everyone, you know, these aren't just, like, three-star guys who are Mel Tucker's guys, you know what I mean? These are high recruits. Right. So I expect a lot from them. I know stars yeah. don't mean everything, but I do expect a lot. And that's what leads us to our next topic here, which is how do you – what is your win total for Michigan State? It's our last and final topic, and it's a big one. What's your, how much do you think we're going to win? How many games do you think we will win next year? Uh, I tell people all the time, this is one of my, this is one of my specialty topics, uh, is the, this, this type of stuff. Um, Vegas right now has us rumored to have us uh, at about six and a half. So you either have to win seven, seven or not. But uh, I want everybody to smash that over, please. Put as much money down on the over as you possibly can muster up because I can promise you we will win seven. In my opinion, we're going to win at least eight to nine games. That's that's my goal. I believe my nine. I'm going to stand, stand tall on nine games. So I know once I'm once the season gets closer, I'm going to put a lot of money down on uh, on the over. Uh, and I advise everybody else to. I don't, I don't lose too much when it comes to this type of thing. So yeah, just just do the over. I believe we're gonna win more games because, like you said at the beginning, not a lot of people have tape on the quarterbacks that we that we're about to present to them. So and that that benefits well with us. I believe we can catch a couple of teams off guard. Now, obviously, they're gonna all they're gonna do is is look at the film that they have uh, for this season coming up, right? You know, the the three, four, five games that they can you know muster up and see what they know about our quarterback or our offensive system. But I don't think a lot of teams are going to be able to stop us, though. So, and I do think now I will say this with a strong nose: I do think that Michigan State could beat Michigan. I was watching that Michigan yeah. State Michigan yes. last year. I was rewatching it, and I'm just like, man, we weren't that far away. We just didn't have a kicker. Like there were times where, like, our defense, who we didn't have the talent last year at all, Mm-mm. we were still stopping them and at goal line situations. We were still making them kick field goals, getting, getting like goal line stops, like three times straight. You know what I mean? Like, so our, we weren't like that far away. When, you re- when I look at it, we weren't like miles away. I, we really weren't. We just couldn't kick field goals. So we had to go for it and, you know, give or take our quarterback slash gameplay wasn't that good. Yeah. So I think we, Michigan could be the one upset we win. Cause we play better against Michigan. We always play better, whether it's just we sure do. for the whole game, Michigan state plays better. Yes, they do. Michigan. You're right. You're absolutely right. I can't wait for that week. And uh, <laughs> one more thing about that, about the whole alcohol being served at these games now, that is going to be a recipe for a disaster on that game. Oh, that's going to be a bad – is that any slants? That, that's any slants. That's, it's it's any slants, yeah. 
It's about to be a war in these lands. They gotta have security at that game this year. Mm. That rivalry's ugly. Way more security than whenever whenever you've ever had because alcohol is now involved. They were fighting and they were sober fighting. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Drunk oh, fans going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just it's it's yeah. Yeah, just beef up security. A hundred percent. Right. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. Absolutely. I agree, though. I have a swing. I have a little bit lower. I have seven, eight wins. I'm just playing it safe, but I will take the – if I am betting, I do agree with you. I am betting, in, you know, on Michigan State to win over, to go over because I, I, I think our defense will be significantly better. I Like, I'll use Michigan as an, as an example. Okay. When they got They got the Baltimore Ravens, I think, like, linebacker coach or something mm-hmm. for, like, one year. He came to Michigan – with Ojabo, with Ojabo and Hutchinson. And their defense looked a lot better. They fired the one dude who looked like Mario. Uh, oh, Brown. my God. Yep. Something Brown. They fired him, and they got the coach from the Ravens. And he made their he brought them NFL-style blitz packages and made them more of an updated defense, like, quickly. Like, I think the NFL training is also a lot better because you can teach people faster. And Michigan learned faster. Like, I don't know if they fully changed their defense in that. I'm not a fan. But it was a night and day difference from when they had uh I forget the guy's first name, but Brown. You know who I'm talking about? The guy with the Oh, uh, Dr. Blitz. Dr. Blitz, right? Yeah, the Blitz man. Yeah, Don Don Brown. Don, Don Brown. Brown. Yeah, Don Brown. And it just I think giving that getting that NFL guy from Baltimore there who was like, okay, we can blitz, but let's like mix it up. Let's do something different. Let's like not put our safeties on our cornerbacks on the islands. We're not fast enough. Mm-hmm. They obviously look different. So I'm just thinking, you know, an NFL coach and our cornerbacks being at seven to eight wins. Cause I do think we're going to beat Washington. And I do think we can beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, I think we're going to, Washington's our Michigan this year for sure. I think, I think that's a game where we're like, we took it personal. Yeah, that, I believe that broke us last year. It did. It broke me to where I was like, you know what? I don't believe that this team is going to be much of nothing because. We got our asses handed to versus Washington. I was like, "Holy shit!" Embarrassed, completely embarrassed. I have, I was like, "Wow, this is this is totally different." I had high hopes. I put money on the game. I said, "We're gonna beat Washington." Man, I mean that that wasn't embarrassed. I didn't even see that coming. I was like, "There's no like, we couldn't stop anything they did." I was just like, "What is this?" Like, there was nothing. Kickoff return. Nothing. We couldn't even get a kickoff like to like the twenty. Yeah, it was nothing. There's nothing we can do. It was it was horrible. Um, we needed. You know what? Our running game. I blame our running game last year. Our running game was lightweight, terrible last year. It was pathetic. Broussard was a failure, and I just wish we would just say it. That was a failed train. That was a very bad transfer we got. Period. I'm glad somebody said it. I agree with you. That was a very bad pick. Maybe he was supposed to be good. I thought he was going to be really good. I didn't never thought he'd be Kenneth Walker at all. Mm-mm. Not even a little bit. Not, not even, even a little bit. But, like, I, I just thought he'd be good, you know, like, solid. He better was the best thing they had out there. I mean, I think Elijah Collins looked better than him last year at times. At times. But, I just you think know. Elijah runs weird. You know, Elijah was never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He, I, I just. I got sick and tired of seeing Elijah celebrate everybody else. I was like, bro, when you gonna when you gonna step up to the plate? Like, <laughs> stop hyping up everybody else, but but yet you the one. We want you to hype up yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you a dog too, when you want to be. 
Like, so, I mean, you're focused, yeah. But yeah, we we gonna we gonna see. We're gonna see. I like I said, you got about seven, eight, I got about I got about eight, nine. So we right around the same. We got the same type of mindset. Um I'm just looking forward to it. The Washington game, like you said, that is going to be the key. That's gonna be key. We cannot get embarrassed. I don't care who's out there as quarterback as far as on Washington. Uh uh whatchamacallit is gonna be Penix. Penix Jr. is gonna be out there. I don't give a damn. What he does out there, they better stop him. Absolutely. And I put my faith in Jim Salgado that game. If we okay. shut him down, I promise you, accredit that game to Jim Salgado. Okay. If we shut him down that game, I'm giving him all. And then now shut him down, he could throw three touchdowns. But he's used to throwing like five or six a game. Right. And they have two of the best receivers in college football as a unit together. Like, yeah. they have a good tandem. We're going exactly. to do our thing. I think we're going to do our thing. And can we pick him off once or twice, please? Yeah, I think we'll get one interception that game. I think we will get one interception against against, and it'll be a blitz. It'll be a force one because of the blitz. It'll be one where the defender gets there, our defensive lineman gets there, and we, you know, he throws it up. But we're gonna get one pick. Okay. One. I can't promise okay. multiple, but we we will get one. All right. Sounds good. That's that's what I like to hear too. Right. Absolutely. But so that about yeah. Up. Um. Next year's coming up, you know. It's yeah. July, and then August, and then it's game time. Yeah, so we're gonna hear a lot more camp news probably after Fourth of July. Probably right after this Fourth of July week, it's game time. It's I think camp opens up really starts July what tenth, twelfth, fourteenth, something like that. Maybe later, but either way, like after Fourth of July week, and it's really game time. And it's, you're gonna start hearing more news, hearing more camp stories. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Football is back in the air. We're yeah. really almost around the corner. We're really right there. Yeah, about two months away. So it came quick. It left quick, and it came back quick. So we're excited. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thank y'all so much. Absolutely, thank you guys for the interactions. That's the biggest thing. Thank you, guys biggest for online interactions. That's amazing. We appreciate you guys. Yes, and happy Fourth of July holidays. And yeah. most importantly, go green. Go white. <laughs>